Hello, this is Mike Edel and Steve Carpenter from Yakima Chief Hops. Welcome to the 15th episode of our podcast, Beer, Baseball, and Binds. Today we're joined by two special guests. We've got Roger Davis from Faction Brewing down in the Bay Area, and we've got Kevin Smith in our backyard from Bailbreaker. And uh, welcome, gentlemen, and thanks for joining us on our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, hey, Kevin. Hey, Roger, how you doing? How are things in good. Alameda? Things are good. Things are good. Good, good. So part of the reason we have Roger and Kevin in is one of the uh, one of the community efforts we support as an organization, and in particular the Smith family has supported for a long time, is the Ales for ALS program uh, to try to raise funding for um, research on how to how to resolve ALS issues and try to find a cure. And so. Kevin, uh, you're, you and your family have really been uh, the leaders of this, and maybe you want to just start off and tell our listeners a little bit more about the program and, and, and what we're doing about it? Yeah, the, the program kind of came uh, out of the minds of, of my sister and my parents. Um, we have a familial strain of ALS in our family, and so it's kind of the cause is really near and dear to our heart. Um, and kind of we're brainstorming ways that we could help raise money for a cure and they kind of took it to a new level and, and, and came out with this program where uh, where uh, some of the farms and Yakima Chief donate the hops to breweries, the breweries brew, um, brew a beer with this amazing hop blend um, and then uh, a dollar of each pint from every brewery that, uh, that makes beer uh, goes back to ALS TDI um, to find a cure uh, for ALS. So. Kevin, explain a little bit about the process for uh, creating the blend. I think that's interesting as well. Yeah, definitely. Each year we get some of the best brewers together, whether it's uh, typically it's either at like GABF or Single Fresh Wet and Wild, and they bring out, you know, probably about a dozen experimental hops and about a dozen commercial hops. And um, a lot of us brewers just sit around and rub and sniff, talk about what we like, and kind of create a little blend that we think would make, a, make some killer beers. And so uh, this year I think it was – it's three or four experimental hops and three or four commercial hops um, and just made a really, really nice blend. Um, every year it's killer, but they uh, this year it, it was particularly nice. And, um, yeah, we knew know that our, our beer was, was was really a fan favorite at our, at our place, and I'm sure that, uh, sure that a lot of the other breweries can say the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys did a hazy this year. Yeah, yeah. Which it, uh, really was delicious. I, I got over there in time. I flew back from Boston and, and yeah. on a way to a uh, wedding, stopped by and, and had one. I wish I would have had time for three or four because they were yeah. absolutely delicious. Yeah, it, it turned out well this year. Yeah, I made a little low alcohol, hazy, pale ale or IPA, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But um, threw a lot of the experimental blend at it. Had a really, really nice reception from it. And so we actually, so much we had to get a couple more boxes of the blend and we're brewing a second batch. Um, awesome. So, nice. Yeah. Roger, when and how did you get involved with Ales for ALS? We uh, started as a brewery in 2013 and we had gotten a uh, invitation from uh, Kevin's dad, Mike, um, to take part in it. And basically we said yes, but then we kept getting delays and delays. And uh, next thing you know, we weren't brewing the beer until September our first beer, which ended up being the Ales for ALS beer. So we ended up uh, meeting Corey, 
uh, who is, uh, has ALS and uh, lives down here, and he came out for our first brew, and we hung out with him all day, and uh, it just it was an awesome day, and we decided to start having a festival, you know, to raise more money and more awareness for this for this cause, or for this disease, I should say, and uh, that's what we've been doing. So we're rolling into our sixth annual this year, and and it's it really is, I think, maybe the single largest um, festival, as you say, fundraiser. Uh, throughout the country for ALS or ALS. I mean, how many how many different breweries did you have pouring this year, Roger? Uh, this year we have about 43. 40, wow, 43, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, the idea was kind of born after meeting Corey and like, you know, let's do something, what can we do? And then, and then I looked at the list of all the breweries that were involved and in California had like 25, 26 breweries that were taking part in the program. So we're like, why don't we just invite all the California breweries to come here and everyone can try this, this special hop blend all in one place. So that was kind of the, the, the brain child of this, this festival, and, and it's grown ever since, which is a, a beautiful thing. Uh, it is, and Kevin, I mean, I don't, we're selling, uh, I mean, we're not selling, we're donating and, and mm-hmm. raising now millions of dollars for this in the last yeah. several years, right? Yeah, it, it, it's an amazing cause. I think it's pushing up close if not over three million dollars since the, pr- the program started yeah. um and we're just like so grateful to to all the breweries that participate but to, uh, especially breweries uh that that go above and beyond like like faction i've been lucky enough to go down to the to their festival um multiple times and it's if you live on the west coast that's that's something that you should check out it's it's awesome um it, and it's cool to see so many different breweries and so many different minds coming up, coming out and making so many different beers with the same same hop. It's it's a really unique ex- experience, and it's uh, all all the money goes to a great cause. Well, it's one of those we we talk a lot on this podcast and as an organization about uh, our role within the community, whether that's here in, in Yakima, Oregon, or Idaho, but really within the broader brewing community, and 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 a great part of why it's really fun to be part of this industry is because this is obviously a great uh, event and, and fundraiser but there's multiple types of these events that are going on around the country and around the world and, and the collaborative spirit that happens through it and the community give back is, is always very humbling for for all of us that touch it in any in any small way yeah it's a, it's a I mean it's a beautiful thing um, just the amount that uh, craft brewers give back to to their communities it's, it's it kind of it is very humbling uh, we get donation requests pretty much daily and obviously we can't give to everyone and we try to give to just uh, well we legally have to give to only 501c3s so you know kind of weeds out a lot of people that are you know trying to get rent for their house or whatever <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know, it is very humbling to see how many breweries will will take part in in festivals. We do another one in um, it's usually April, but this year was May for breast cancer awareness, and we had 55 breweries and I don't know somewhere around 1,800 people at our brewery. It was just it was oh, kind of crazy. Awesome. Yeah, I mean the turnout is awesome. It's uh, I don't know if you guys have looked on on online, but there's pictures of our brewery and we're basically on the uh, on the like cutting it or not the cutting edge the edge of the bay so we just have a, a 
great view of uh, San Francisco. And it's the best place to have a festival, in my opinion. Oh, it, without a doubt. It is gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, well, uh, speaking of gorgeous, uh, Roger, we have opened up a couple of cans of your beer here. Um, and uh, at the moment, really enjoying uh, the Penske file, which is... Uh, right on the can and we love it because it says you've got mosaic and equinot so two hops near and dear to us uh but where 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 did the name penske file come up and or come up and uh tell us a little bit about that beer we are uh very big seinfeld okay here uh so that's one of many uh names that have come out of uh just watching seinfeld um i think we have close to like 10 or Actually, probably closer to fifteen beers named after Seinfeld now. Nice. So you got a little uh, George Costanza on. Is that uh, is that? Yeah, that's okay. supposed to be George. Yeah. We have. Yeah. So uh, I don't. It's basically uh, a late hop uh, mosaic and equinot, uh, pretty much used in tandem through the hot side, and then uh, when it comes over to the uh, to dry hopping it, we go mosaic heavy on that one. Mm-hmm where it's uh, probably two-thirds mosaic and one-third equinot. Uh, just those two hops playing together, and they play really nice together. Well, it's really good. And, and Kevin, I mean, uh, one of my new faves, I mean, it's we get spoiled having Bill break in our backyard here in Yakima, but uh, Leota May has got yeah. some equinot in it. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's a great beer as well. I mean, you guys have figured out how to really utilize equinot, and uh, it's, it provides some great aroma. Yeah, it, it's a hop that I love, and... and yeah, Roger, nice work on this one. It, it, it's it's one of the things that I believe too is is equinot and mosaic play lovely together. And if if you're using equinot in the right in the right capacity, um, it's a hop that can really really elevate a beer. Um, but yeah, it's it, this is a, a well well made beer and. I could uh, I could drink this one all day long. <laughs> yeah, you only, we only have two cans here, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to ration these <laughs> off. We're gonna have to get some more from. Uh, wait, wait a minute! I sent a four pack up. Uh, well, oh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> we can auction them off and donate the proceeds to ALS. So, yeah, we, could raise some we could raise some money. Yeah. <laughs> well, George, that is uh, that is my wife Claudia's favorite beer. It's but a good one. All the other beers. Yep, it's yep. a good one. Uh, Steve, uh, baseball. The Mariners are painful again, huh? So. They are. Uh, it's hard to believe that we won 89 games last year and had a <laughs> respectable record, and here we are back down. My preseason prediction was 72 wins. I was obviously optimistic <laughs> about that, and but the grief I took after the first 15 games when we were 13-2. and two, Steve, you don't know anything about baseball. Says, I know pitching defense wins games, and we right. haven't either. So. <laughs> But, I didn't uh, think it could be as bad as it is. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, we're in the process. I'll check my phone here. We're in the process to losing another one to uh, your Oakland A's, Roger. Uh, how often do you get out to the games? Uh, I try to make it out to two or three A's okay. games. Yep. It's usually when the Angels are in town. Okay. And you're it brings you're, out uh, a fair amount of people. And you're you're kind of an Angels fan as well? Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up down in L.A., okay. so if it's root, root, root for the home team, it's the Angels. But, you know, technically I'll root for whoever's in first place or second place Yeah, between <laughs> I, those two teams. Yeah, I, I think Oakland's got a chance. that So if a win today will put them four games behind uh, the Astros. I, I really think they've got a chance to uh, 
put some pressure on Houston before the end of the season here. Yeah, they. That's why it's so fun to watch the A's and the fact that they basically don't spend any money, mm-hmm. and yet yeah. Crazy. Every three or four years, everyone's like, "Oh, you got a good player," and then you trade him away, and then three, four years later, it's like they're yeah. good again. Yeah, it, the, what they got out of that trade. It it shows that their their front office must be really good at identifying talent and or developing it. I mean, yeah. I feel like the Mariners have had a lot of high draft picks that haven't panned out, but it seems like the A's just keep turning it out every single I, year. I every know year. they should make a movie yeah. about Billy Bean, <laughs> right? <laughs> should write a book get, about that. You can get Brad Pitt to play him, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's too old now. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah the A's are uh, – the A's, I, year after year, it just seems like they're out of it, and all of a sudden they just yeah. group I, together and you start know, winning, and they go on these hot streaks. And I think Bob Melvin has a little bit to do with that, too. He's just yeah, kind of an, an understated uh, good major league manager. Mm-hmm. We had him in Seattle for a couple years, and, and he won every year. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure why we let him go, but uh, – yeah. I've always appreciated him uh, uh, when we go down to uh, spring training every year. The the athletics uh, train down there as well. And so it's good to go to a game that Oakland's playing just to see how Melvin's handling the uh, the new yeah. group of young underpaid players that Billy Bean seems to find. Yeah. Uh, back to Moneyball, uh, the the guy Chris Pratt played in the movie Scott Hatteras has got a Yakima Hatterberg. connection, right? Yeah, yeah. Scott Hatterberg. Hatterberg, sorry. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What, what is that exactly? He he grew up uh, here in Yakima, the Hatterbergs, and played his uh, um, college ball at WSU mm-hmm. uh, back when WSU had a decent baseball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, had a cameo appearance in the uh, in, in the movie as well. So Yakima's claim to fame there, I guess. Chris Pratt? <laughs> Is that what you said? Scott Hatterberg. The the, the, the character, the, the baseball player he played yeah. in the movie oh. is, is from uh, from Yakima. Yeah. Oh, Scott Scott Hatterberg is from uh Yeah, yeah. Yak- he, he's from Yakima. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Has he ever come out to Bale Breaker, Kevin? And if well, he did, you'd buy him around. I oh, yeah, I'd definitely it. buy him around. I haven't <laughs> seen him out there, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, the A's are good, and, and, and the Mariners are just kind of, yeah. We can score bit. runs, but it's they can funny. Hit. Yeah, you can score eight runs a game, but if you give up ten, you still lose. So. That's right. That's that pitching and defense yeah. thing again, coming back to bite us. But uh, Oakland, you know, I think I haven't checked in a couple days, but a couple days ago, Oakland's run differential was better than Houston's. Oh, so I still think I they, they have a good shot at yet. the wild card, and then yeah, yep. who knows? So. Well, Roger, you'd mentioned earlier that you uh, had started up uh, Faction in 2013, but you were brewing before that, right? And, uh, and you were – I remember reading, I just don't remember where, but you, you'd, you've had a pretty long uh, career in craft, right? Uh, yeah, started in uh, 97, 98. Trying to forget about all those years. Thanks for bringing it back up. <laughs> <laughs> um, went to Siebel in 97, then uh, went over – to a small, or my first job was at uh, a small brew pub over in San Francisco, uh, San Francisco Brewing Company. And then from there I went to Pyramid, and then from there I went to Drake's down in San Leandro, and then from there I went to Triple Rock, and then from there I went to here. Okay. Faction. Oh, nice. And, and uh, experience so far in the last five, six years at Faction's been a good one? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's, you, you, 
you quit this job uh, to open your own place because who needs a steady paycheck? And then <laughs> next thing you know, you're just trying to keep the doors open, and then you start making it, and then all of a sudden it's like now your cash flow is all it's. Things are good. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, you have uh, you have some wonderful uh, can designs. Do you do that in house to people, or do you do you locally outsource that, or how do you go about both uh, designing and naming your beers? Because it's uh, it's quite a unique set here. Ah, well, thanks. Uh, I usually come up with the name, and then uh, our artist is he uh, he's basically outsourcing. We have him on retainer, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, he does uh, artwork for a bunch of other breweries as well. Uh, we just give him a name, and he, he comes up with the, the artwork. We don't, 99% of the time, we don't give him any direction. Just so lots of beer, right? Exactly. <laughs> Kevin uh, Bailbreaker just relaunched a whole set of new designs as well for your beers. How did that come about, and how did how, how do you do that? Um, yeah, we we had had kind of the same can designs for since we had opened, and we we're looking just a little bit of a refresh. Um, and we've got the uh, team over in Seattle that um, kind of handles our what we call like our master brand. Um, and so we have in-house designers and stuff. But for anything that like a can package, um, we have the team in Seattle work on it. They've got a little bit more robust uh, design capabilities, I'd, I'd say. Um, but yeah, we we just kind of work with them a little bit of back and forth, um, kind of maybe just point the ship in the right direction and and let them kind of get their creative juices flowing and and we've worked with them since the inception and so um, they're uh, they know our brand really well. Um, they do a lot of work for other uh, West Coast breweries. They're the Blind Tiger Design, um, really really talented group of people. When when they're doing that or you do that, do you have a pre and a post sort of data analytics around what people think about that? Is there a structured thing other than somebody saying, "Oh, that's really cool" or "I like it"? And yeah, I mean, it, we it's been kind of hard hard to track it. it you, we definitely got a lot of like, "Oh, I loved your original cans," but then at the same time, the we get just as many people being like, "Oh, the the rebrand looks looks awesome," and so yep. it's hard to have like hard hard data analytics behind it. Um, we relaunched in the winter, which is our slowest time. And mm-hmm. so, um, obviously it looks like sales are going up, but that's probably more seasonal than actually attributed to, mm-hmm. to the, the redesign. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that we are just trying to simplify the look a little bit. So it stands out on a, on a shelf. There's so many craft, you know, craft cans and, or just craft beers on a grocery store shelf now it's, just to get a little something that pops and, and sets your brand apart from the dozens of other brands yeah. sharing the shelf space with you. Uh, That's one of the, the hardest things nowadays is like uh, just coming up with a logo that kind of kind of does stick out. out. Yep. I mean, you have to market yourself and everything before you even put put your beer into a can or a bottle. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, definitely. In, in a keg. You know, back to the the, the ales for ALS blend, and, you, and it's a combination of um, commercial um, varieties as well as some experimentals. Um, right now, uh, Roger or uh, Kevin, are, are you are there any particular experimentals, any numbered experimentals right now that uh, you're really liking? And are, 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 are and, I, and I understand you're actually. I, well, I know we're coming up with a new a new product here coming up, right? The uh, the Hello Lupo, or I think it's called, or Hey Lupo. What's the exact name again? 
Oh, wait, I, I'm not sure which one. The, so, so we're doing yeah. uh, together with YCR Yakima yeah, Chief yeah. Ranches for experimentals. Oh, oh, in the loop. In the yeah. loop. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> we'll um, get that eventually. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess for we're uh, a couple of the experimentals that I'm fairly excited about. One's HPC uh, 692 is is awesome, like Tangerine Hop, and that's actually going to be the first featured hop in uh, this in the loop series. Where uh, we're just going to make a a small batch run of of, of cans uh, featuring an experimental hop uh, that we worked on with um, with the Yakima Chief uh, hops and Yakima Chief Ranches team um, to kind of showcase a hop and then be able to send out you know six packs of cans to brewers so they can uh, taste the hop in a in a beer. Um, the first one's a, a pretty basic six percent fifty IBU um, kind of restricted malt bill. Really let the uh, let the HBC 692 shine The first shine one's going to be ready right during harvest, right? Yep. So as, as yeah. brewers come up for selection, they'll be able to try that one out. And yep. Yeah, and we, yeah, we actually just had a meeting yesterday where we were kind of hashing out the last details. Um, but yeah, we'll brew it here, and I think it was, it's about two weeks. Um, try to get it ready for last week of August, right before hop harvest. Um, and Steve, 692 is the daughter of Ron, Ron Mexico, is that right? Yeah, it's got some Neo-Mexicanus in it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. I mean, that should be exciting to have that. And then for brewers to be able to actually taste a sip of uh, somebody that makes a good beer with that variety should be pretty exciting. So Yeah, it'll it'll be fun to get, to get it out and get some more brewer feedback. I know some of these hops are so limited that um, they can almost be like fable-like. But um, once you can kind of get it out and, and see how it works and some other brewers can, you know, taste the hop and see what they could do with it, um, I think it'll really kind of push the experimental uh, experimental hops forward a little bit. Roger, have there been any more recent uh, releases uh, that, you, that you've enjoyed uh, brewing with, the newer, newer varieties? Uh, we have a, uh, a program, or a beer program, if you will, a brew program, uh, where we do single hop beers as well. It's called All In, mm-hmm. and we have one on right now, which is uh, 644. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice hop. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's uh, really tangerine with a little bit of uh, kind of like wood at the end. It's, it's I like it a lot. Uh, I probably should have sent some of that up. Sorry. No, no. What we sent us is great. Don't yeah. <laughs> absolutely so. I'll, I'll send you some after uh, uh, some next week, and you can try it because it's. Uh, I mean, it, we we basically run the same hop with bittering all the way through so you can get you know the cohumulin levels and like everything that goes through and it's nice. that's a really nice it's a nice beer do you keep like uh, the really same nice do you keep kind of like the same base malt recipe um yeah it's it, always just basically a three percent crystal and that's it yeah nice very very cool it's a good Simple. that's a good way to to differentiate like what a hop yeah. brings to the table and we've we've been doing that for a while we uh was it you guys in your numbers, what is it, 562? Yeah, I think 5, five I think 5. What yeah. was the one that we, we actually brought over to the Ales for Ales blend? Was it 5? I think it's 562. I think, I want to say Ales for Ales blend, this is off the top of my head, this year was uh, a little bit of 692, some 630, and then the, I think it's 562 or 568. Yeah, 562, I think, but yeah. But no, it's a big one of my one of my favorites was uh three four four. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love that hop. What love that, that one, Steve. 
It's it's hanging on. We still got a few acres still a few out there. Still hanging on, right. huh? It was, it was it was really originally developed as kind of an alpha, a late maturing alpha hop. Huh. Okay. And never really. Did well, wasn't Simcoe too at one point? It, it was an early maturing alpha <laughs> hop. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, we were really attractive to that and thought it might make a splash in the alpha market with just the low co. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. it never really materialized there. Mm-hmm. And a few key brewers started using it as a uh, flavoring hop for uh, a dry hopping for some of the beers and kind of took off from there. Yeah, so I, I just pulled up the uh, the Ales for LS blend this year. We've got uh, the commercial varieties are, are Mosaic, Simcoe, Laurel, and Sabro. Um, and then the experimental varieties are HBC 630, uh, the 344 that we were just talking about, um, 692, that's a, the tangerine hop that will be in the In the Loop series, and then the HBC 568. Um, so, yeah, that's it, it was a really nice blend. Well, if, uh, you know, if all 22 of our listeners uh, want to find out more about <laughs> Ales for ALS, uh, they can find out about it online, right? They can contact us uh, for more information about which breweries around the U.S. are, are brewing with yep. it and uh, donating it to it. Certainly, you can go to Faction, you can go to Bale Breaker, and there's a lot of great breweries out there that are part of this program. But, uh, again, it's something collectively I know uh, – Yakima Chief Hops and our growers, especially the Smith family, are really um, proud to be a part of, humbled to be part of. And, Roger, we thank you very much for being part of it. And uh, thank you for being on our podcast today. We really appreciate you taking time yeah, to spend no with problem. us. And, Roger, your uh, ALS event's coming up very soon, right? Yeah, it's actually a week from this Saturday, so okay. the 27th. We, we want to make sure all 22 July 27th, of our listeners. So all 22 listeners are there, yep. and they can get they, the beer. Yeah. They can so. come and be part of that. And, uh Roger, whether you're watching baseball or uh, making beer, we wish you nothing but good hops. Uh, awesome. Thanks, you guys. Thank All you. Right. Yeah, nice chatting, Roger. All right. Yeah. Hopefully I'll, I'll see you guys up there for uh, the harvest. Look forward to it. Cool. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye.